chapter 11 and chapter 12. I hope you guys have enjoyed reading this week. Um, I sure have. So chapter 10, starting out, managing demands means understanding expectations. Whoa. Wow. The space between our expectations and our reality is a fertile field, and it is the perfect place to grow a bumper crop of disappointment. I wonder if you've ever been there. Have you ever had certain expectations and because they didn't come to pass, all you you are left with is disappointment? I know I've been there. Like even in recording these things, I had a certain amount of time that I was going to spend and I had several hours worth of time and I get to the end of it and I'm just... I ran out of time, you know, and I'm left with a bumper crop of disappointments. So one thing that she said about this is really thinking about what the expectations is. You know, what, before we agree to something, what are the expectations? Because if we know the expectations and we set the correct, um, you know, bar for our expectations, we won't be as disappointed. So on page 119, she has several things that I'd like to read to you. It feels thrilling. So here are some questions to ask when we're determining if our expectations are um, realistic or not. So it feels thrilling to say yes to this now, but how will this feel in two weeks, two months, two years from now? Do any of these expectations that come from this yes feel forced or frantic? good question, right? Could any part of this yes be tied to people pleasing and allowing that desire to skew my judgment of what's realistic or unrealistic? Which older and more experienced, more mature person in my life, what do they think about this idea? Are there any facts I am trying to avoid or hide when I discuss it with my advisors? So, those are just some questions that to think about um, when we're thinking about the decision-making process. Um, evaluation limits frustration. And really, that is so true. You know, if we evaluate beforehand, if we ask ourselves some of these questions, we can go in with a better expectation, and then we're not frustrated or disappointed. Um, some things that she said she has to consider is her time, her ability, her money. Does that does that sound familiar? We talked about it a couple weeks ago about, um, you know, do we have time for something? Do we have financial energy for it? Do we have um, physical space for it and emotional space? So <clears throat> this sounds kind of familiar, doesn't it? But she's just wording it a little bit differently. So my time, my ability my money, my passion, like this one is a big one for me. The responsibilities of an opportunity, do they bring a sense of dread or do they bring like fulfillment in our heart? That's a big one for me. And then my season. Um, sometimes in life, our passion might be there or our uh, excitement might be there and our time, you know, all the things, but in reality, it is not the right season to say some yes to something. 
So, um, those are just those are just some things in in this chapter that really stuck out to me. So, um, our reflection question from this chapter was: Have you evaluated your unrealistic expectations before saying yes? Do you have time, ability, money, passion? And is it the right season to add this yes to your plate? If not, it might not be your best yes. So something to think about. Okay, moving on to chapter 11, the power of a small no. Now she was telling this story about this contractor who called her and asked her like, hey, could you give a, um, could you, could you tell other people, could I, you know, have other people call you to see if you liked my work or not? And man, she felt horrible, but she could not, um, she could not say yes to that. She, because, you know, if she endorsed him, she'd have to tell them the truth that she didn't like his work. And so she just, wow, that was super hard for her. And, um, she, so she gave three things that are unfair to people when they're waiting for our answer. If we find ourselves in a position where we need to say no about something, she said there's three things that we need to think about. If we wait to give that no because, you know, we're uncomfortable or whatever. If we wait, it builds their hopes that our answer will be yes. The second thing was it prevents them from making other plans. Um, say, say somebody asks us to be on a committee or something and we think we should say no, but we're so afraid of people, of people pleasing, or we're so afraid of that. Um, you know, instead of us just saying no and letting them move on and start to make other plans, they're still waiting on us and they can't really move forward and find somebody else until we've told them no. So it builds their hopes that our answer might be yes. It prevents them from making other plans or finding somebody else that can do it. And the third thing is it makes an eventual no harder to receive. So the longer that it wait that we wait to, to say our no, um, the harder it is for people to accept it. So another thing to think about when we need to say no is we can't use our no answers as wands. This is a quote on page 131. This, we can't use our no answers as wands to wish away our responsibilities, nor can we use our no answers as weapons against other people. And sorry to say, I've, um, I've done that, you know, I've done that before. Used a no as a power tool, you know. There's on page 133, there's something that she said that I need to keep in mind when I'm saying no, it's, it's okay for us to say, while my heart wants to say yes, while I really want to say yes, the reality is it is just not going to work in my season right now. And I have to say no. So then she talked about implementing no's. Um, she talked about one time where she would love to coach people or love to help people. And the reality is she can't help one-on-one -on -one anymore. So she said about a pre-planned yes. So those times where you have to say no, she talked about having a preset yes. And um, in her idea, she, she hosted a 
conference where she could mentor people. Um, so while she says no to like a small event, small um, events or one-on-one -on -one people, a lot of the time she says, Hey, but come to this event, you know, and that's kind of her preset. Yes. So I wonder for your, for, for yourself, maybe we don't need a preset. Yes. Um, she talked about one example in the book of this one person. She wanted to help other people. She wanted to help other people, but she made a preset. Yes. Of Friday afternoons. I can help you. So maybe for us, it's kind of like, we, we don't want to say no to babysitting or we don't want to say no to being on committee, but we can say yes to one thing. We can say yes to, you know, normally babysitting during the week doesn't work for me, but on Saturday mornings, I'd be glad to babysit. So having a preset yes, that way, instead of just saying no all the time, we can have something in mind um, for, for a yes. So that was, that was chapter 11. Uh, the reflection question I had for chapter 11 was waiting to say no. It builds our hopes up that they might say yes. It prevents them from making other plans and it makes an eventual no harder for them to receive. So what do you need to say no to right now and today? And I challenged you to do that. Give the no today it's just gonna make it harder for them to receive and harder for you to give so moving on to chapter 12 um the awkward disappointment of saying no okay so um page 144 she had a quote i will not let the awkward disappointment of others keep me from my best yes in my appointments with god appointments and disappointments walk hand in hand you know, there are some times where God asks us to do something and it's awkward to everyone else. Um, we can't let that stop what we're supposed to do. We can't let that um, disappointment we feel from other people make us stop in our tracks. For example, recording this right now, um, I got... I got partway through recording and all of a sudden, you know, Satan's little voices were saying, this is stupid. This is stupid. This is stupid. Um, people are going to be awkward about this. This is, um, I don't know. Just. I will not let the awkward disappointment of others keep me from my best yes appointments with God. I'm not really doing this to have approval from anyone else so I have to just keep going because it's appointment from God and I just have to keep going and I feel like you have the same things you have things in your life that people get disappointed about and about yourself and you just have to keep going okay now on another um turning the pages a little bit um Saying yes all the time won't make me a wonder woman. It'll make me a worn out woman. And I love that quote so much. It's so true. The people asking us to do things may never be pleased with us. They may never be, you know, we might say yes to one thing and they'll want something else and they'll want something else and they'll want something else. 
It's like the people pleasing and they'll never really be happy. So saying yes all the time won't make me a wonder woman. It'll make me a worn out woman. And I don't, I, it's just a great reminder for me. So the um, reflection question for this chapter was, do you need to let go of what people think of you in some area of your life? Or are you out trying to please people? So that's something that we really need to think about. Do you need to let go of what other people are thinking of you in some area of your life? Because we're not out to please people. We're out to please God. So see you guys next week.